Warning, this podcast may contain adult themes and inappropriate language not suitable for the kids. You've been warned. Did you know that a giraffe's coffee would be cold by the time it reached its stomach? Why are we yelling? I don't know. Fire up! Lifestyle. This is the EFTM podcast with Trevor Long, Chris Bowen, and John Abood. It looked looked like you just did the. I did. I did the Holy Cross in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Spectacles, testicles, wallet, and watch. Exactly. And thank you to our person on Twitter, Craig, who gave me that insane piece of trivia. Why would a giraffe be drinking coffee, and how has that been tested? I'm tipping that was Nuggy. It was Nuggy. Listen, he made that up. He made it up. And we've run with it. Why and lots of... Uh, why are you still yelling? Just looking at other people. Like Gaz, he said, giraffes do not have a gallbladder. <sighs> That's a piece of trivia. Just, mate. What about what Robert said? He can't, said, I, can't do I didn't know giraffes drank coffee. Who would have thunk it? That's, a, that's funny from Rob. It's pretty funny. It's pretty it? funny. I've had too many coffees, people. I haven't seen you have any today. Oh, you did have one down at the cafe, didn't you? Yeah. With a double shot. I just had a milkshake. Did you? What about that? We we had we had a guest and they we did. Sh- they shouted coffees and he went a bacon mm. and egg sandwich. You went a sausage roll. I ordered first. I didn't think we were going food. You know what? I would have chimed in with a bacon and egg roll. Just irrespective Filthy. of what we ate. <clears throat> There's always that awkward moment when you have a visitor come here mm. and we, we go down to the cafe and we talk about business. We're talking business. Business. And there's just that that moment at the register when you think, who's going to pay? Oh, I always have my card out. You go first, don't you? You produce first. Always. I like to linger. <laughs> yeah, I noticed. I linger. That's been your strategy for some time. Yeah, I'm a lingerer. Yeah. Uh, not, I'm not a malingerer, I'm a lingerer. You're, yes, but there's... Mothballs in your wallet. There is not. I've spent a lot of money on things. I just, yeah. Well, my house, for example. Yeah. I couldn't rot that one. No. One day, Trev. Anyway, let's this get on with the show. This is the EFTM podcast. This is the EFTM podcast. Yeah, thanks. Now, I did a segment on the Today Show this week, and I thought it was worth uh, reflecting on. No, Turntables. Right. I don't no. know if you saw it. Did you mm, see it? Of course I did. I'm exclusive to the Today Show. No, you're not. You've told me you're not. I like to flick around and sample the opposition, just to give you tips. I don't need tips. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, but I'll take them. I always. I'm. I'm willing to accept. Feedback. You're open I don't, to criticism. Let me. You know what? I. I. I enjoy feedback. Yeah. So I do just I. don't take it well. <laughs> that, that, do you just see the see yeah. the problem with that? Like, yeah. I really enjoy feedback. Mm. I just don't take it well because well, essentially it, it it helps. It's important. You know what people think. Yeah. But I don't really like the the moment mm. of hearing the bad news. I think we need to work on that. Yep. We need to work on it, you know. You need to just, you know, the old water off a duck's back. No, it's all about, um, it's a management technique. No, I think it's, it's all about, uh, so like, let's go back to radio days in, yeah. in air checking. So it'd be like, so I've come off and we've listened to the podcast and I go, hey, mm. Bowen, first and foremost, yep. heard the show. Mm. How good was the laughs at the end or what? You know, yeah, you, sure. you've, got to, you've got to have that absolute reinforcement that I genuinely heard and engaged with what you did, that thing you did. Because a yeah. lot of time a boss is actually only responding to, uh, someone else's feedback saying that's oh, right, true. you know that yeah. that thing was wrong, and you they go, hey, don't yeah. don't muck that thing up again. You're like, well, hang on a minute, did you even listen? Yeah. So, firstly, love mm. the show; it was great. Yep. Um, one thing I'd do differently was I wonder whether that thing you did, you know, could have been done in the other order. Right. Just, okay. Just some feedback. I don't know, yeah. but uh, you know, maybe try it out next time. But you know, okay. love the show anyway. All right. And I don't know whether that that see that sugar coating yep. around. Yeah, the central feedback is worthwhile. I think no? you've got some deep-seated insecurities, though. At the end of the day, by the sounds of it, I mean, you know, 
You just don't cop criticism, as you said. So, you know, if someone says to you, fucking thing sucks. You sleep on that. Yeah. And you just, for a week or two, plot a revenge path against that particular person, don't you? Well, look, I think at this point, uh, I should move on. Yes. Because, because oh, I think, oh, yes, you're right. Because I think you're right. Yeah. And I think, unfortunately, those are those are learned techniques. They are, indeed. The um, the Today Show segment was about turntables. Right. Final records. I remember those. Um. It's apparently, uh, and it's still coming up, uh, if you're listening to this on Friday, uh, congratulations, you're a very early listener. If you're listening on the weekend, International Record Store Day, yeah. Saturday. International Records, really? Yeah. That's yeah. an actual designated day. I, to be honest, I did say to the PR person, David, mm. I said, mate, by the way, did you make this day up? Yes, he did. He said, no, it's a thing. So like All on. around the world, so record stores are having parties. In the you know deepest forests of the Amazon, yeah. and you walk up to a local tribe and say, this is International Record Store Day. They're if they have a record store, it would matter. But if they don't have a record store, clearly it's not a day. I don't think they recognise Breast Cancer Awareness Month either. Yeah, well, I'm just saying it's not widespread. I think you should say that for this conversation, yeah. it is relevant mm-hmm. and accurate, mm-hmm. uh-huh. but for the rest of the world, it's bullshit. It's called. So um, <laughs> I said, well, let's get some record plays in because, you yep. know, vinyl, vinyl is cool. And actually, did you know that they're, when a new song is released, mm. they make more vinyl copies than CDs these days? No. True. Really? Yes. No Now, way. to be clear, they're not selling lots of vinyls or CDs because it's all digital these days. Yeah. But JB Hi-Fi have vinyls in every store now. That's amazing. Uh, it's, a, it's had a real resurgence. Yeah. They're expensive. Like, you got to pay 50 bucks for a vinyl these days. It used to be like yeah, 17 well, that's when the I was problem. a kid. Yeah. Anyway. You used um, to use them as Frisbees. I got a bunch of record players in. The people at Synergy Audio brought in some beautiful ones up to $2,700 for a turntable. <laughs> Crazy stuff, but it sounded magnificent. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you, your entry point really should be the $700 Price point for the Rager Planner. Mm. Very nice. But I brought back with me to the studio because it wasn't supplied by Synergy. It was supplied by Sony. Mm. The Sony turntable with Bluetooth. Now, this was announced at CS. I don't know if it you was, remember. It was, I, I recall was, it. I yeah. was banging on about this back then because yeah. I've I've reviewed turntables before. And normally, you get sent a turntable. Yeah. And then they send you, because you probably don't have it, a little amplifier mm. and some speakers. Yep. That's how you need to listen to a turntable. You've mm. got to have a hi-fi system or an amplifier. Of or course, something. yeah. But the very fact that this unit is $299, mm. goes on sale next month in mm. May in Australia, $299, and you can put plug it into the wall, mm. and then there's a Bluetooth pairing button. You press Bluetooth pairing. Mm. And this was the thing that blew my mind. Normally when you Bluetooth pair, you've got a screen on your phone, yep. you've got to press the which thing. You just bl- put it in pairing mode and mm. then you bring a speaker or headphones or a sound bar near it yeah. and you put that in pairing mode as well and they go, okay. Let's talk. And they pair up. That's amazing. And I paired it up to the big JBL party yeah. box. I paired it up to a smaller JBL speaker. I paired it up to a set of Bluetooth headphones. Yep. And I played music. What did you play? I played a lot of Farnham. I played uh, Where'd some you get the Leo Sale. I've got Leo Records. Got I've got my family's home, yeah. record collection. Okay. Some Leo Sale. I played yeah. some Electric Light Orchestra. Mm. I even played some Village People. And how does it... <laughs> Mate, how does I, it come across? I'm even glad, even I'm, through the Bluetooth, I'm, do you lose any of that warmth? I, I believe that it was a deeper... I felt really good about listening to the music. It felt mm. different to me. Do you hear the crackles it, still? Yeah, you hear yeah. the crackle as you put the needle down and stuff like that. But wow. I'm not saying it was any better or worse yeah. than than listening to it on, on a digital format, especially because yeah. I'm only listening via Bluetooth. Yeah. I'm glad we didn't have the new Unigen cameras that we've set up in the office for security <laughs> because, I, mate, I was rocking it. Where? I'm not lying, man. I had the volume pirouettes? up loud, yeah. and I was going sick. I was It was great. Wow. And then I put the headphones on because those Grado headphones I've got from New York mm. – are magnificent. These are four and a half thousand dollars. No, 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 no. Oh, not just, those just ones. Little Grado Bluetooth. Oh, okay. um, they're more like three hundred dollars. Yeah, they're right. beautiful, really good audio quality. Yeah, yeah. And I just enjoyed the experience. And here's oh. the thing about vinyl. I yeah. don't know 
whether you had that experience as a kid, but we had we had records. No, uh, we definitely. I, I remember did, yeah. getting the "We Are the World" single. Yeah. Rem- we've got my mum used to threaten us with Nana Muscuri mm. if we didn't sleep at night. She'd say, "Listen, I'm going to play Nana Muscuri." Yeah, I've still got those Nana Muscuri albums. Yeah. I found Dumbo. I found Batman and Robin. Oh, oh wow! We've got some serious records. And here's the thing: when you get your, especially when you get your kids involved, yeah. so you're putting the needle on, especially if it's a 45, a single, mm. gets to the end, and they're like. What now? I'm like, you've got to turn it over. You've got to put another one on. Flip it over. The B-side. Well, if you're listening to an album, yeah. you can't shuffle. Yeah. You've got to go in the it's – the, it's a story. That's right. The, the musicians create a story yeah. through their through their songs. Yeah. It's actually a really enjoyable experience. Yeah, my memory of vinyls – I mean, my father had – he was into the Beatles, so he had the big Beatles box set, which I've still got at home. Yep. But the neighbours, the McGintys. The McGintys. Jerry McGinty. He Jezza. was a Slim Dusty fan. Ah. So that's, I, I g'day, literally, g'day. as soon as I hear the term and vinyl record, going? that's all I think. Slim what Dusty. What do you know? Yeah, and all that. The strike a lot. Um, g'day, g'day. And all that. The pub with and no how beer. You go. God rest you, soul. But yeah, I mean, it's a nostalgic way to listen to music. Man, yes. I, I, look, I'm, I'm pe- not saying it's, it's not the it's best quality replace. Music. No, but this is the thing. If you talk to a like the twenty well, thousand, files that argue the it twenty thousand yeah. dollar amplifier speaker yeah. system we took on the Today Show yeah. wouldn't have come across on television. No. Believe me, it was magnificent yeah. because there's a real purity about getting it. And mm. like, mate, the bloke and I said this on two blokes talking tech. So apologies if you're double listening, but mm. the bloke that was setting up the the expensive ones had yep. this device. He sat on the turntable yep. and it, it could weigh the needle. Oh, okay. so he put the needle on it would weigh it. Yeah, yeah and yeah. he put the Sony on. He goes, oh, yeah. I went, what's wrong? He goes, three grams, mate. What's yours? He goes, they're like one, one and a half maybe. Oh, right. So you, wow. get, you might get a bit more bass yeah, out of it, yeah, as Bill, sure, uh, sure. a listener, said to me yeah. on Twitter, but it will it will wear at the, the record. The record, yeah. So yeah. It, like, it's, like there's some serious nerdy stuff goes around turntables. And yeah. as I said, I'm not saying go and spend $20,000 on a speaker system. I'm saying if you've got your family's vinyl mm. collection mm. or you're interested in buying some new vinyls, mm. $299, this Sony turntable, is is excellent. It's just magnificent to think that you could just sit in the corner, plug it into the power, and pair it up with your sound bar or your headphones or whatever, and just bring back the old vinyl. You know, it's funny. Uh, just before I go on, uh, John Aboot isn't here, and the very reason he's not here is because he would not understand what we're talking about. He's only yeah. twenty one. But we're also playing with uh, cassette tapes during the week. We were just trying to find a few things, yeah. and I mean, even that was um, a, a great pathway down, you know, memory lane. Yeah. I mean, you know, some of the cassettes that I produced, you had to get the pencil in and, yeah, and, and rewind it up and tighten it up. And I mean, we were wondering which side was which because the the player I've got doesn't really tell you whether it's playing the front or the back so you yeah. put it in and then you're like okay got to turn it around yeah. and to rewind it you got to turn it over and fast forward the other one because this thing only had a forward like it's just yeah. some crazy love stuff, stuff. do you think cassettes might come back no. at some point no, no. not going to happen no no real need for it I just think that the the damage that can be done with the yeah. tape is well they don't age well I mean ticket. I've had yeah. mine in storage and you know they start to rust yeah, yeah. Not, moisture not, not affects good. them yeah, um, no, any any film style uh, tape yeah. is, is not not going to have a long life. Did you ever try your, the old fingernail on the record trick, and you could hear the music through your your finger? No, but I did not try. Hack. It was like a uh, a hack, but you, know, you have you know corrugated cardboard. Yes, yeah, with yeah, a yeah. neat like a, it's just a bit of wire, yeah, but yeah, essentially yeah. needle and. Yeah. So it would come up the needle and into the corrugated yeah. parts of the cardboard and it would be a little record player. Yeah, it's fascinating. You've got to be able it? to spin it consistently at 30, 33 um, rotations or revs a minute. I'd love to. Well, that's or. true. I'd love to look at a vinyl record like at a microscopic level just oh, to yeah. see well, someone the rises said, uh, and the bumps. Uh, just before we went on air, the Today Show, Georgie and Deb were having a great time talking about vinyls and they go, mm. how do they get the music on? And I went, whoa, whoa, don't ask me that. It's it, a bit technical. You may as well just ask me yeah. how does television work? It's I mean, sort of etched in, isn't it? Yeah. I, mean, I, 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 I don't know. Mate, I don't 
fully, and I've been yeah. I've been to Broadcast Australia. The people yeah. own the towers, and they've explained to me how television and radio yeah. work. Don't understand. Doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. Radio waves, yep. television using radio. It just makes no sense yeah. that we can turn on this big screen yep. and a picture that's been sent through the air from yeah. twenty kilometers away just appears on here. Yeah, it's amazing. It that's, really that's is. as amazing to me as as sound coming off a vinyl record. Mind blowing. They all look the same. Yeah. Like you look at a waveform in Adobe Audition as yeah, we yeah. do now when we're editing audio. Yeah. Like two waveforms. Yeah. Like this is how I look at it. Two mm. waveforms could look the same, mm. surely, because it's really just a volume yeah, thing. Yeah, that's all it is. So that's it's not about volume on the vinyl. It's actually a t- retransmission. It's like a radio yeah. wave being that's exactly inscripted right. on it. It's yeah. phenomenal. Don't know how they do it. Don't know how they do it. But I'm glad they are doing it again. Good Bring on them. back. But anyway, the full review of that Sony turntable on a video is up at EFTM.com. From turntable to cars we go, and this week in the EFTM garage, we've got a couple of cars, actually. Yep. Uh, in fact, we've got three, <laughs> but uh, we'll just touch on two at this point in time. Look, the Duke Nissan Duke Nismo RS is sitting downstairs at the moment. I've had that for a couple of days now. We've driven the Duke any number of times. You even crashed one. Hey, 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 <laughs> hey. I was not at fault. Like, it poor, was yellow. It deserved to be crashed. A poor young woman yep. went through a red light yep. and clipped the front of my car, the Duke, mm. and a bus. Yep. Uh, I felt really sorry for her. Yeah. Anyway, that happened. It does happen. It happens to everyone. Everyone has an accident from time to time. Look, I went to the Nismo Duke launch oh, last year sometime at the Bend down in Adelaide, the race course down there. Now, look, a, a lot of people out there would go, look, putting a Nismo badge on a Duke is just sacrilegious. Like... What are they doing? I mean, when you think of Nismo, you think of Nissan GTR, don't you? Nissan Motorsport. But look, the Duke is a it's a quirky little car to look at, isn't it? I mean, I think it looks good. You know, it's a bit odd. I've only ever seen it in in weird colours, like white or yeah, sorry, red or yellow and stuff. Mm. It actually doesn't look that bad in white. The one I've got uh, white and it's got the the full body kit on it. That red uh, Nismo trim lines. Nismo has um, put onto it, but you know it's got an enhanced performance as well. It's got a one point six liter turbocharged engine, one hundred and sixty kilowatts of power. Now that's pretty handy, and I've got to tell you, I've had a lot of fun driving at home because I do take the twisty bits on the way home it's, through the Galston Gorge it's here a in New fun South Wales. Little bit. I only drive at home and back, but yeah. Do you know what? I it's a manual too, so that yeah, was, that I love that shock to my system. It's been a while, but mm. so it took. I didn't. I don't think even the short ride I had. I don't think I really got used to the um, the clutch. Uh, it feels like a really long clutch on it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But but you know, punchy little engine. Yeah. But once again, Nissan. What's doing on the centre part of your interior? Yeah, the infotainment, the buttons, the everything is literally twenty years old, folks. What's going on? And the th- funny thing about it is the reversing camera is one of those surround view yeah. cameras, but it's the size of a postage stamp. Like it's literally as small as, if not smaller than, a mobile phone, and yeah. they're, they're fitting a reversing camera and and three sixty in there. Yeah, it's just silly. What about the steering wheel? It's coated in that sort of felt material. I find it to be a little bit slippery, actually. A, a, a Duke with a centerline steering wheel as well. Yeah, it's also got the red uh, racing centerline <laughs> on the middle of the wheel. Mate, it's got plenty of poke, I've got to say. But th- its biggest problem is it's front-wheel drive, and it doesn't have, like, a sports differential. So getting power to the ground is a bit of a corner, a bit of a, a problem when you're powering out of corners at a spirited rate. So I find it to be a bit over the top. Yeah. It doesn't get the power to the ground as you'd expect. It has got 
got a bespoke exhaust on it. It's got Nismo tuned suspension. So it, uh, you know, it's, it, it is fun, I've got to say. It's nothing like a, um, a genuine hot hatch like the uh, Hyundai i30N, for example, or anything like that. It's pretty expensive, $37,790 for the uh, six-speed manual, which we've got downstairs. There is an automatic at $41,490. Mm. They didn't make too many of them, Truth. There's only about 240 in the country. So we've got one downstairs, and that's it. They're only going to make mm. 240 um, I don't know who the market is for this sort of car. <laughs> it's got that – the front end is the weirdest problem with this yeah. car because it's sort of bug-eyed. Eyed, yeah. It's got the, the fog lights down the bottom, the headlights up the top, and a split through the middle. So um, unusual at best. Um, at best. Some would say ugly. I, so, I okay. So parked next to it then yeah. is something much more bland. Yeah which is the Hyundai Ionic. Now, yeah. I spoke about this last week in my experience. Um, my, my initial thoughts are at EFTM.com on that one. But as an electric vehicle bar, my biggest thing was I wanted to know from you yeah. what you felt of the driving experience because it does have a sports mode. You mm. do take the twisty bits. What was it like to drive an electric $50,000 car? Look, I was pretty surprised. First of all, let's just talk about it as a car. It is very well equipped. I mean, it's got all the high-end gear you'd expect from almost a European car. It's got heated and cooled seats. You've got adaptive cruise control, um, lane, lane guide assist, assist um, you know, blind spot monitoring, all that sort of thing. But as a drive, I mean, you know, you're sitting in a conventional car. There's no doubt about it, but it's electric. It's got paddle shifters behind the steering wheel, which adjusts the regenerative um, braking. So there's three different steps yeah. to that. I had it on its highest level, level three, three. Which, which allows you to do that throttle off kind of well, a little bit of mid mid term braking. It's one foot driving basically. You yeah. very rarely apply the brakes, so that's how I was using it. It, it. It's a good little car. I mean, you know, it um, isn't exactly set up to uh, excite the senses. Um, it's got really narrow wheels and not much grip. But this isn't the sort of car that you should be approaching a corner at at a rapid pace. But look, my commute is 40 kilometres in each direction. No dramas. 40 k's there, charge it up overnight, come back to the office, you know, probably with another 200 k's left on it. Yeah. Um, I could live with that car for months and months and months on end without having to worry about any sort of range anxiety. And this is the thing. We've, we're we're, we're hopefully, hopefully getting some higher speed charging yeah. installed at the office. But I, I see no need, even if – I'm not going to lie, I've genuinely thought about buying that car yeah. over the last few weeks. All right. I've thought, okay, I mean, this could be it. I mean, mm. if I'm going to bang on about it, maybe mm. I should, right? But, you know, I don't need to worry about yeah. installing. All I need to do is my PowerPoint is actually behind a garage yeah. door, yeah. so I'd just get the PowerPoint put on the outside. Yeah. i get one of those external PowerPoints put yeah. on. I wouldn't get a wall box fitted. Oh, yeah, I'd just use a normal power. There is literally no reason for the wall box. No, not for this car. No, there's not. Because if, I, I would challenge people, and I'd love to know from people, tweet us if you want, at, at EFTM, how many hours is your car sitting in, in your driveway? Don't yeah. think about it at work. And in your driveway. Yeah. You get home at six, maybe seven, you leave at 6, maybe 7. That's at least 11, 10, 11, 12 hours. Yeah, exactly. Now, I can't imagine yeah. that even if you're on your longest possible commute, yeah. that you're going to need more than 11 hours charging time. Mm. As you, a daily drive, it's just never going to be a problem for you. Obviously, when you take a road trip can't to, take your, it to, mums. to your mum's house, that's, what, a six-hour journey, 400 k. We'd have to so. stay overnight in probably two locations before yeah. we got there. Or take another car, yeah. uh, a conventional car. We're but, catching the train in two weeks. But the problem is, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, that'd be a great trip. School, by the way, school holidays for the next two weeks. So I'm not here on Tuesday, oh, Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday for the next two weeks. Okay, no worries. I'll be here, man. Don't worry about that. Um, it, it is forty-eight grand. Uh, that's 
a lot of money for a car that should be probably 25, 30. Yeah, so I, I spent, I had a look last night because I was thinking I've been saying all week yeah. that it's like 20 grand more than a conventional yeah. electric, yeah. Uh, petrol. Yeah. So I had a look at the Elantra because I heard someone from a different publication mm. say it was like the i30. That's Bullshit. Yep. It's mm. like an Elantra, yeah. size-wise. And who, I'm, who said it was like an i30? Same person that's been banging on about... It's nothing like an It's like... Exactly. It's the same size as an Elantra. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Price-wise, you can get Elantras for, for 28. Yeah. Uh, but they do go up to 32, 35. Right. So the problem I've got is I think I really need to get a genuine comparison between those features, you know, adaptive cruise and all that. Yeah. And I need to get a spec sheet and really... I want to know what is the genuine difference in, in like-for-like mm. price, but I do think it's probably... Uh, you know, closer to twenty than fifteen. I think it's probably an eighteen thousand dollar difference. The only deterrent for me is the looks. Like everything about it is okay and acceptable until you get to the C pillar. I just can't cop the sloping rear end with the split through the the yep. rear wind. Have a look at window. it in blue, dark blue. Yeah, dark blue looks I, good. I've seen one of those getting. So around. this is how much time I spent on it last night looking, thinking, well, should I buy one? Yeah, because the silver we've got, silver is such a bland car. Yeah, color, it is. Yeah, but in yeah. blue, mm. it's not bad. It's not bad at all. Um, and oh, look, the front grille's attractive. Obviously, there's no uh, radiator slats at all, so you've got that sort of unusual look which EV cars have. But what about when you open the bonnet? Like, uh, don't think like this is a Tesla, and you open the bonnet and there's storage or cargo space. You literally see the electric motor just sitting there. There's also mm. a radiator. Uh, a bottle full of coolant. Um, and it's interesting because the Tesla experience is for the consumer, mm. you see nothing of the the skateboard, of the rolling chassis. Exactly, yeah. Whereas with this, you still get that sense it's of... It's all on there's show. A, there's a, I can check this cable. I can check that cable. There's... You know, for a, for a mechanic, I actually think it's going to be cheaper to maintain time-wise because anything they do need to do is – it looks like it's within reach. Yeah, yeah. Whereas with a Tesla, they've got to take it apart yeah, exactly. to get to it. Yeah, the, the, So is that – The 12-volt battery is embedded what, like really deep under the uh, windscreen almost. So I, I just feel like that is – I think that's a smart thing in terms of maintenance. Yeah. Um, and that's really my other big question is running cost wise because again on the Hyundai website mm. they do this thing tell us where you live and where you go yep. and it will t- it said to me I'd save thirteen hundred dollars a year on petrol yeah okay good yeah. but that's over five years that's not even enough to recoup yeah, it's going to take a long to recoup it so are we keeping these cars for eight years is that what we should be thinking about here the eight year yeah. battery warranty for example well that's the thing I mean you know I've got a Camry which is now eight years old well, well, in fact both, it's nine years old mate, both my cars are nine years old yeah yeah so. yeah and it's it's a hybrid and the battery's showing no sign of degrading and we've got about one hundred and fifty four thousand k's on it so oh, the batteries last longer than the warranty oh, yeah exactly there's no doubt about that I'm just that. talking in terms of ownership yeah, in yeah. terms of that whole can I justify the purchase is yeah. it worth cancelling out that yeah. that that four to five year ownership experience yeah. and saying actually it's going to be a longer life car yeah. uh, and so I can recoup that money over time I don't know I'm struggling to just that's my thing is yeah. if I was to you know look at selling the Mazda yeah. and getting a Hyundai Ioniq yeah. You know, it is it is a lot of money, mate. Yeah. I'm better off getting an Elantra. Yeah, it's not worth it presently. Um, that's definitely right. And I was just thinking about the comment earlier, and someone compared it to an i30. There is an i30 uh, fastback model now, mm. which probably is similar in size. I don't know if that's what the car he was referring to, but I just feel like the wheelbase is longer than an i30. Like it it's, is, mate. It's, it's Elantra. It's quite. A, I haven't sat in the back of it um, at all, but yeah, it's a re- it's a mid sized car. It's good um, little car. Good we're loving car. it. We're, we're loving, loving it. it. We'll keep you up to date. We don't know how long we've got it, to we, be we've, honest. But, uh, we've, got a few, we've got a few plans for it. Yeah. Um, I've got some crazy plans for it if we could uh, get it out into the country. I, I wouldn't mind having it out there for a few weeks. But uh, yeah. uh, to see if it's livable in a rural area, because I think it is genuinely. Well, if you um, can stay somewhere and charge it, yeah. No, absolutely. I'm talking. I'm saying, you know what? My sister drives 50Ks a day in yeah, rural, okay. like, yeah. and could charge it at home. Yeah. Like, why couldn't you check? Why couldn't you prove that it's 
Because people bang on about, oh, I live mm. west of the Great Dividing Range. Yeah. Yes, but how much do you drive? Yeah, that's right. If you live in Bathurst, forgetting they've got yeah. a Tesla supercharger, yeah. if you live in Bathurst, it's likely your biggest commute is probably work in Orange. Orange. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And what's Lithgow, that? Lithgo, oh, I'll be about 40Ks. Exactly. Yeah. Right. You yeah. could drive from Bathurst to yeah. Lithgow every day yeah, yeah. and happily charge this car. Easily. So yeah. I, I think it's it's important we don't think about this as a city, big city car. Mm. You could live in Wagga. You yeah. could live in Newcastle. You can live anywhere yeah, that your commute is... No more than yeah. 100Ks a day because that's going to start to freak you out. Just before we go, the election's coming up. I heard the Prime Minister today say about electric cars and Labor's policy, <laughs> you know, we're all going to get stung. And he said, on average, electric cars are $5,000 more than their petrol or diesel counterparts. Well, yes. That's wrong. It's more, more than well, that. It's probably <laughs> it's probably actually more. But anyway, they are more, whatever the price is. But that's today. People, we were talking about, 10 years time all the, the prices are going to come down and i don't know why they are making it such an issue when they are investing in electric programs all over the place let anyway me, i was thinking whether we should get heavy on on the election and just come up with policy things yeah. all the time but let's let's i'll give mm. you one right now mm. as i've said before my my care is not directly for the environment no. i don't dis i don't not care about no, the no, environment i just i just that's not why i do these yeah. things right mm. um but here's an example. Toyota Corolla. Mm. Every single model of the Toyota Corolla mm. has a hybrid option at $1,500. $1,500 option. That that would mean less emissions, yep. less fuel use, a yep. whole bunch of things. Why doesn't the government incentivize that $1,500? So yeah, exactly. That, yeah. That, so that every single Toyota Corolla yeah. sold in Australia is mm. a hybrid. Yeah. Imagine yeah. that. Yeah. Because I guarantee you, everyone that goes in to buy a Corolla is yeah. told that for an extra $1,500, they could buy a hybrid, yeah. and they all go $1,500, no way. Yeah. Because... At that price, every dollar counts, right? Yeah. But if you took away that fifteen hundred dollars, mm. I bet you, mate, they'd be flooding dealerships everywhere. And there's also whatever number of Corollas is being sold now would yeah. be sold as hybrid. Yeah. And what would that be? There'd be a thousand a month, wouldn't there? At, at least, least, surely. Yeah. yeah. Like that's twelve thousand. Th- 20,000 cars a year. Yeah. We've got to get to 750,000 yeah. somehow, get folks. And the off-road community have gone absolutely berserk. But, mate, I've been to events that Toyota have hosted launching various vehicles, and they're talking about a hybrid Hilux at some point They've in the They've committed future. to it by 2025. Like, like, there are going to be electric four-wheel drives, which are just as capable of what, as what we've got on the road now. And, yes, they will be the more expensive of the range. Exactly. And that's where either the government yeah. or consumer pressure needs mm. to bring that gap in price down. I think it's amazing that you can get a hybrid for 1500 bucks. Yeah, the 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 price differential. Yeah, well, that they, they absolutely smashed it, Toyota, oh, in that deal. That's so, great. So that's that's what it we used need. to be the flagship of the Corolla range. Well, it should be it should be called the Hyundai Elantra, yeah. Ionic or something. Yeah, you know? something like that. So that yeah. you know there's a clear step up to it, yeah. and and people could judge that price difference. Exactly. Anyway, a lot of uh, misinformation out there, but we're just trying to tell the truth, aren't we? Trying our best, mate. EFTM. You're listening to the EFTM podcast. EFTM. Let's run through a bunch of things that are on the uh, the website this week. And one of them that I've been talking about on the radio is uh, a survey by Deloitte Access Economics. Yep. And uh, let me be clear, I could think of nothing more boring than reading a uh, report by Deloitte Access Economics. Yeah, I should be reading that. Um, I, I really just went to the executive summary and some key points. Sure. But respect to the people who have to put this rubbish together. Good on you, Deloitte. You know, decisions are made by yeah. governments and what a boring people about that. Yeah. Um, that the the report was actually into the impact of the mobile phone industry mm. on the Australian economy mm. by twenty twenty five or twenty thirty. Yeah. Three point one percent of the GDP will be based around the mobile industry. Very exciting stuff, don't you think? No. Now, if you've tuned out or fallen asleep, I'll wake you up right now. Yeah. The thing I got to was ninety four percent of people essentially won't leave home without their mobile phone. Mm. Makes sense. Yep. But that's a higher number than won't leave home without their wallet. 
Mm. That's so we've now reached a point where the where the phone is more important than the wallet in terms of that leaving the house ritual. See, I don't <laughs> I don't understand that. I, there's just no instance where I would leave the house without my wallet because to leave the house without my wallet, I'm generally driving, so I require my license because uh, it's an offence not to well, have. If I walk license. up the shops, I don't need, I don't need my wallet because mm. I can take my phone with my uh, tap and go, and that's the choice I would make. Mm. I would take my phone. All the time, because I want to be connected. Yeah. And if I'm going to the shops, I'm not an idiot. My wife might text me at the last minute, so don't forget margarine. Mm. So, like, idiot, you, you got to go with your phone. Yeah, I suppose. But I can make those payments with my phone. Yeah. So, it, it's, it's... I never f- leave home without my wallet, but I guess that's just my geographic area where I live. I don't walk everywhere. You don't walk anywhere. I don't walk anywhere. I don't do walking. <laughs> I drive to the IGA, even though it's 200 metres away. <laughs> like, I just, you know... I've... I've I, I have bags back. I have walked to the local yeah. shops, but it's not my yeah, primary. You very rarely walk to the shops. I very mate. If we had one of those chairs that yeah. you put on the wall for elderly people I'd, here in the office, mm. I'd, I'd catch it every time. I just like, like, the I love the idea of leaving my wallet at home, like in case you get broken into and someone nicks your wallet. They just look through the window and see your wallet sitting on the counter and go, oh, "Opportunistic, let's rob the joint." More likely, they're just going to take your car. Yeah, yeah, probably. Probably no. I'm anyway, in the car. The other one, the other one that was in the stats was seventy five percent of all triple O calls yeah. are made from a mobile phone. Yeah, well, that makes sense. I mean, often makes emergencies sense. When, uh, happen when you're out. In, but out, what did we do 15, 20 years ago? And so, so remember, <laughs> phone box. A lot, a lot of people talk about you know the emergency response time. How many mm. minutes does it take the cops to turn up? Yeah. There was a great story out of Canberra um, mm. uh, on the weekend. Mm. I was on Channel Nine. I did a little spot, and they were talking about because it was a battery that exploded in the front of the car. Oh yeah, like a portable that. battery. Yeah, yeah. And I watched the CCTV vision, yeah. and it was about nine minutes between, mm. I assume, her calling mm. uh, emergency and the uh, fire is coming. That's mm. remarkable. Pretty quick. And see, if those emergencies, so that's nine minutes from, mm. from call to response. Mm. Geez, the response time must have been awful, yeah. like by another 10 minutes or so back in the day, because yeah. what would that woman have done? She would have run and knocked on doors yeah. until someone answered yeah. or gone to a payphone until yeah. she found one. Yeah. Uh, you know, like that, that it's the it's the response time for the for the person actually yeah. lodging the complaint or the yeah. concern that's come down massively because of the mobile phone. Yeah. Well, I mean, you just – any time anything happens in the world now, you find out almost immediately, yeah. I mean, via social well, media. I'll just wait for you to tell me. I'll just, turn I'll just tell you. I'll turn off all notifications. I'll, I'll, like, if something happens Assange, overseas, out. notification, I know, five seconds later. Well, exactly. Like, you know, Julian Assange last night, vision of him being arrested was literally on the internet immediately, mm. you know. 15 years ago good on him too. that would have been a good two or three hour process how good before to it was see December him behind now. bars yeah well I mean apparently I mean I I haven't really followed it too closely but it seems to me that um, look he's been a bit naughty yeah, you can't just go leaking stuff. Oh, mate, leaking <laughs> you, stuff. You can't go there's, rogue. There's there's other horrific uh, oh, allegations, there are allegations. In, in Sweden. Yeah. The bottom line yeah. is he thinks he's lawless. Yeah, he, he did. And finally they've just gone, you know what? You're not. You are the world champion of overstaying. He, tra- he, treated, <laughs> he treated the Ecuadorian embassy yeah, yeah. like a frat house. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he was playing soccer in the hallways, <laughs> playing music really loudly, and then it, and, and then it got worse. <laughs> that was the norm. Oh, no. Plus, he looks like a freak. He I mean, started to let himself go. That's where they've gone. Like, this is becoming too much. He's not showering anymore. He's not shaving. He's lost it. He's lost You'd it. You'd love to know what the conversation was after seven years ago. Like They've just woken up one morning, the Ecuadorians or whatever they are. They've just rung their new president and gone, listen, <laughs> get him out. <laughs> it's eviction time. Yeah. The poor guy. He's been dragged out kicking and screaming. And, Hasn't uh, their Airbnb rating taken a hit today? Oh, imagine being na- like That's just a normal street in London. Imagine being the neighbours across the road, having a cop that for seven years. 
I yeah. mean, the and media the f- attention. The, the, the hilarious part about it is the, yeah. the charge he's up, up against in England mm. has a five-year jail penalty. Yeah, yeah. He's up for five years in jail. He just spent seven years locked up himself. <laughs> the bloke's kidding. The only advantage he had was Pamela Anderson. <laughs> she had a strange relationship with him. I don't know how that happened. Yeah. Um, anyway, anyway, good luck to him. Good luck to him. Julian's out and, uh, well, apparently p- people carry their mobile phones more than their wallets. Back to you. Trevor, I love robotic vacuums, as you know, and mm. we've had access to a number of them over the years. More recently, Ecovacs, which do a tremendous job with their D-Bot 900 or the Osmo 900. I never know what they call it. Yeah, D-Bot and Osmo, they're different Osmo, ranges, but yeah. it's confusing. But yep. they look, they are solid vacuums. There's no doubt about it. Um, they've got the best mapping system. Um, they literally create a... Uh, blueprint of your home. It's phenomenal. The app is fantastic and it does a fairly decent job. Not so good on carpet, but, you know, if you're using it every day, you know, it's an expensive one, around $1,000, and it's got plenty of technology on board. It's a solid, solid um, robot vacuum cleaner. But, 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 the LG R9 Master Robotic Vacuum. And I think that we have offered up the first review on EFTM.com in Australia, including a video review of this particular mm. Monster! It's enormous. It's uh, it's it's enormous. Like it's 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 like two D bots stuck on top of each other. Well, think of it. So the front of it looks like you know a traditional vacuum brush head you might find on a Dyson stick vacuum, and then you've got the the cylinder connected to it, which is sitting on top of the circular mm. casing. So it's got a very big bin to accommodate all the dust that sucks up. But it has a camera which literally can map your house in 3D and see things in 3D. It's got a laser as well to help it guide itself around the place. Massive levels of suction. Like it has those, you know, whirlwind-style cyclone. Cyclonic um, Almost like what the, the technology Dyson use. Um, so it's a genuine vacuum Essentially, cleaner. it's got a massive dustbin yep. like a normal vacuum. Yep. It's got a normal head. Yep. Like a normal vacuum. And massive power. And it was bloody noisy when you turned it on in here. Yeah. So, look, I mean, you connect to your Wi-Fi network as usual. You can run it through the app. I brought it into the EFTM office because I've been using it at home. Didn't bother connecting to the Wi-Fi network. It also comes with a remote controller. I hit play and the thing just went about its job. And let me tell you, the the office here is a minefield in terms of objects, isn't it? There's Mm. cables, lots of gear lying around. And it's surprising how well it did. It, it will easily go over a power cable without yeah. getting twisted. Um, we just let it go, and it's just sort of did the whole room and did its best. Whereas if you let one of these D-bots loose without putting up an exclusion zone around certain areas, it's going to come unstuck eventually. Uh, it, it's got huge wheels on it too. It's almost yeah. like an off-road sort of style <laughs> vacuum cleaner. Um, it, it, it's it's just, very, very impressive. It's the most capable cleaner yeah. that we've seen in a robotic yeah. sense. It's the most capable... Kind of all terrain, as you say. Yeah, it's all terrain. Like not getting put yeah. off by things, mm. but I think in what I observed from the apps, it just it it just needs that mapping with the lidar that the D-Bot yeah. has. It's sensational that you can go. Mm. Here's a blueprint of my home. Here's where I want you to go. Yeah. Here's where I want you to don't go. Yeah. I can set them up in zones and say I want you to yeah, target yeah. there. It's just the mapping levels of the D-Bot. Yeah. So the intelligence of the D-Bot mm. feels higher than than the LG, even though the LG has artificial a, a intelligence. Sh- a huge level yeah. of smarts yeah. and board. Like that camera. I mean, the fact yeah. that you can use it as a surveillance camera as yeah. well. Yeah. But, mate, 1600 bucks. Yeah. Well, it actually started off at 1800 I mean, it really needs to come down in price. 1600 That's a lavish purchase. Um, it runs every day at my house. 
I very rarely now am using the, the Dyson V10 that hangs on the wall. The only time I use it is to maybe you need to reach up high sometimes to get some cobwebs off the ceiling or vacuum one of the couches. Uh, I just don't use it anymore. Mm. I literally don't use it anymore. Um, I'm confident that it's doing the carpets very, very well. Uh, it doesn't have any sort of mopping features that, that some of the D-Bots offer. So, you know, that's one thing people may miss out on or want. Um, and at that price range, that's probably disappointing, I guess, yeah. for some people. Yep. But look, it, it it struggled initially to navigate my home because what I've had to do is put it in the front room, which is a TV room, to hide it from my son who will eventually find it and pester it, right? So... It's a small room and it has to go through a door to, to find its dock. So to go from one end of the house back to this small room is quite a, a feat, I think. And it did struggle on a couple of occasions and, and got found in the bathroom or Henry's, Henry's room. But over three or four days, it did start to realise where it was and it nails it every single time now. It just does not fail, doesn't get stuck on anything, finds its way home every time. The D-Bots, they do go missing unfortunately, from time to time. But the good thing is, via the map, you know where it is. You can yeah, see where it is see. in the house. Like, the number of times I've gone home and gone, oh, where is it? It's not on the charger. I'll look at the app. Oh, there it is. It's over in the toilet this time. Um, whereas the LG, you, you don't know where it is. Yeah. Um, look, I, so the, the interesting thing is, from an LG perspective, yeah. think about this this vacuum market. Mm. And obviously Dyson just came in and went yeah. a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the other range, so LG have had this Cord Zero concept for now yeah. several years. I remember their first one looked a little bit like a dust buster, but it had, like, I just remember it had headlights. It was yeah, so sure. cool. Yeah. Really cool thing. But then I've been testing the A9 Ultimate, ah, yeah, which mop. is their stick vacuum. Yeah. Now, first and foremost, I'll tell you what I don't like about it. Um, it's It doesn't feel as powerful, even in its max mode, mm. uh, as the Dyson does. Yeah. It has the old school Dyson style barrel, which, see, Dyson with the V10 went uh, continuous yeah. along the stick through yeah. the barrel so that it just it's continuous just a flow, flow yeah, yeah and and instead of having like one barrel with another cog intersecting it yeah. and i just felt like it got clogged up a few times okay, the, right. the the junk and the gunk just got clogged up in there a few yeah, times which is yeah. a pain and very hard to clean out yeah. whereas the dyson's a one action poof, yeah. just it basically just expels all the it gunk does, itself yeah, yeah. so i think they need to work on that but yeah. The, the head on this thing was super powerful, mm. very good. But then there's a there's a mopping head it's in the A9 Ultimate, yeah. which is just – it's mind-blowing to me. So it vacuums mm. and mops. Yeah. So think of the front leading edge as the vacuum. It's going yep. – and then because it's clean, yeah. there's two rotating pads. Yeah. And that you wet, you moisten them before you start, and then there's a reservoir of water in there which you can right. have expel fast or slow, mm. and essentially you can mop the whole home. It basically does two lines mm. uh, separate. And right. then you've got to go back and you've got to kind of go up the middle of it. So oh, you, okay, yeah. But, but the vacuuming process to me was much more, I guess I took a lot more. You know, I get the Dyson, I go, yeah, just yeah. kind of get what you see. Yeah, yeah. Whereas what you really should be doing is a proper, you know, yeah. proper process, a proper back and forward. Yeah, and the, the mop zigzag. made me do that. Yeah. And it made it mop my whole house. I, I, I was, yeah. I had no problem doing it. It's a very weird sensation because mm. it's very, um, very loose. It's like having oh, okay. a car on a skid pan, oil pan. Because so you've the got mops no are spinning. All oh, yeah. right, okay, I see what you mean. And, you, and you're not—it's not as easy to push around. But man, I mop the floors. It's like here. using one of those buffing machines yes, on the car. Yeah, correct. Yeah. And mate, it was sensational. And yeah. now it's—it's twelve hundred bucks, yeah. and so it's up against the best mm. Dyson. And the mm. problem is, it's an excellent mop. Well, I don't see my wife using that. Mm. I see her still preferring to Dyson just mm. to vacuum up mm. and then get one of those similar mopping, yeah. you know, 
pads mm. on the end of a you know Norwex thing that she's got and just you know mop the floors. So you've, you've got the uh, the Dyson V11 11. now with the uh, the fancy LCD screen. Yep. Is that more powerful or yes. is it? It is more powerful. I believe it's slightly more powerful, yeah, but okay. it's more about the intelligence of the head. Yeah, and, reading and the actually, carpet and actually things. being able to see your time remaining and stuff yeah. like that. It's very good. Pretty Better cool stuff. Uh, who would have thought we'd be talking about cleaning products? There like you this? go, but ladies mate, and gentlemen. Tech, whenever technology gets chucked into a cleaning product, we're into it. We That's love it. it. We're there. EFTM. This is the EFTM podcast. EFTM podcast. So, who would have thought we'd be talking about luggage? Mm, well, okay. I would, sure, given how much you travel, I'm sure, not surprised luggage at all. is a lifestyle item. It is. But I would argue this is just as much tech as lifestyle. Okay. I, I, got, I got a contact from the people at July. Never heard of them before. No. no. And they said, uh, we see you travel. Yeah. Would you like to test our luggage? I went, okay, fine. Right. They sent me a July carry-on. It's sure. the only item they have. It's $295. Mm. Um, they're a new company, Aussie company. A mm. uh, couple of mates created this thing. One of the mates is heavily into manufacturing and understands the whole world of this and has been in luggage before. And the other guy's more of a marketing dude. Um, it's a spectacular experience for the user because it's one of those <laughs> online spectacular you know, experience. Those online purchases you get. And yeah. I tell you right now, Kogan. Yeah. It's just it's a purchase for what you purchase. Like the box is boring. It's yeah, just a yeah, thing. Yeah. Yep. July came and it's a big box, big brown box. It says July on it. Like they branded yeah. it well. Yeah. You open it up and the thing's in a beautiful bag. Mm. It's really well done, and it looks like quality because mm. that's the thing. You've decided to buy online for a start. You've decided to not buy Samsonite or something, which is obviously a very reputable brand. Mm. And you get this thing out. It's one of those polycarbonate hard shells. Mm. They've embossed their logo onto it, so it's very clear that it's not some nice. you know just factory thing that's yeah. just got another brand on yeah. it. It's their thing. But then when I talk to them, it's like they went to the trouble of changing the design many times so that it would be more robust. So mm. the curves on it are deeper. So instead of being really narrow curves, they're quite deep curves to sure. give it more rigidity. Mm. They've reinforced the corners with aluminium. Which is important. The wheels are their own um, style, yeah. uh, whisper quiet wheels, but they're, they're bloody sensational in the airport. The they thing just straight. goes straight. Yeah. So good. Yeah. And there's a battery built in. Yeah. 10,000 milliamp hour battery, which pops out mm. underneath the handle and you can plug... Two devices into it to charge as you go. Mate, awesome. The handle itself is pretty good. Mate, the handle is like a rubberized. It feels yeah. really nice, but it also goes up in 20 increments of, yeah. of size. So you can literally make it really fit you, really yeah. suit you to, mm. to wheel it along. So much thought has gone into this thing. And the price isn't too exorbitant I either. I don't think 295 is too... Yes, you can go to Aldi yeah. this weekend and get... Two mm. bags for ninety nine dollars, but yeah. it's Aldi, right? Yeah. So how long is it going to last, and how yeah. many trips are you going to make? This thing is genuinely carry on size. It's yeah. only negative; is it's mm. three kilos, three and a bit kilos. Mm. So you're already impacting upon your your weight limit if that's oh, a concern okay. yeah, for that you. Is so pretty heavy, isn't it? So they, they're going to come out later in the year with a, a fabric based one. They oh, hope, okay, which will right. be a lot less. Yeah, and they're going to come out with a large polycarbonate, you know, suitcase yeah, sure. style as well. Yeah, I think they're onto something. I think you know people these days are okay with going to a small and unknown brand mm. if they're getting something that's that's quality. And mm. also, I think people do want something unique. Mm. I like the fact that I've got this thing that not a lot of people have got. Yeah. I like the fact that it's a cool brand. Yeah. And you know they're playing the social game really well. Two ninety five. I genuinely think it's a cracking good deal for a quality, not Aussie made, but Aussie company mm. um, making something unique that has been built specific to purpose. All right. Well, um, you've got July when their next model comes out. I assume it'll be August. Could I have that one? <laughs> Followed by September. It'll be the July. Where did July come from? I don't know. But you know what you they nailed? Know. I didn't ask them that. But you, they nailed the. They got the. They got the Twitter handle. The everything. Really. Yeah, they're good kids. Good they're Aussie good. kids. Well, we love seeing well done, Aussie July. companies doing good stuff. Good things. EFTM. You're listening to the EFTM podcast. EFTM. You know, 
During the week, we do some pretty odd things here in the EFTM uh, HQ building, which is just palatial, decked out in all sorts of technology. It's a wonderful place to exist. But as I said, odd things happen. I was sitting there doing my work and I'm typing away some riveting article that lots of people read, hopefully. And Trevor goes, I need you. And I said, okay, I'm here for you. I'm your servant. I'm your loyal servant. And I'll get down on two knees if I need to. Anyway... (laughs) Anyway, he handed me a camera and said, I need you to take a picture of my oh, hand okay. on a mouse. That. Okay. I need you to take a picture of yep. my hand on this mouse. It's well, a describe vertical the mouse. mouse. Describe it. I can't. I don't know what it is. It's, it's a, a vertical like a, mouse. It's this very unusual looking piece of plastic that looks nothing like a conventional mouse. So everyone who's standing, yep. just just relax your arms. Okay. No, just relax your arms. Relax okay. You. Now look at your hand. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. See how your hand is? Yeah. It's, it's kind of parallel with your, with yep. your, with your body. It's yep. not... Twisted out flat. You know when people draw hands yep. on a body, they draw the five fingers. You can't actually see them. You can really just see the True. the 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 C yeah. of your thumb and your forefingers, yeah. right? So now you lift your hands up onto the desk, yeah. and if you sit them comfortably, mm. you're actually sitting on what do you call that? The it's like the ball of your the hand, ball you know, of, your hand yeah. of the of the pinky finger. Yeah. You're not sitting flat handed. That's true. But every mouse we use yeah. is flat-handed. Yeah. So there's a large amount of muscle turning going on just by sitting at your desk with a mouse. Right. So what Logitech did was create a mouse that's at a 57-degree angle <laughs> so that the buttons... You know your, you know your stuff here, Trev. The buttons... Yep. Are, are, they're still there for your fingers. So they're on the your side, thumb, on the right-hand side. Yeah. yeah. It's just normal. It's a mouse turned on its side. And your thumb sort of rests on a ridge thumb, thumb across sits, the top of it. just sits down. No, it doesn't have to be on top. It sits, sits okay. on the side. Just your, your hand is sitting naturally on the table. And how'd it feel? It felt great. Right. Like, I'm genuinely used to it. It took maybe an hour to get used to. So it's, they've really nailed the ergonomics. They've nailed the ergonomics. The problem is ergonomic keyboards have been around for a while. I had one of those ones. Do you ever see the ones that were split? Yeah, they were split, yeah. Ergonomic, because that's yeah. the way your hands are. Your hands yeah. aren't like that. No. But Bloody people don't like the look of them because they're they're awkward. Yeah, they they're they're not they're not that's right. Yeah. So the problem Logitech Logitech have is people are gonna look at that and they also go, it's like 150 bucks and go, mm. Well, it's just weird. It's gonna feel weird. But trust me, it doesn't. Mm. If you have any wrist um, injuries RSI. or concerns, yeah. you need to stop the muscle movement. What about those mouses that or well, mice? I say mice. Those mice that used to have the big ball. And you know, and then a They'd huge surrounding still. piece yep. of plastic. We had them at the radio station. Put your hand there. Was over. no oh, space. We, yeah, that's right. There's no yeah. space to move the mouse. Yes, so that's it right. was a fixed position. Yeah. And instead of moving the mouse, you move the ball of the yeah. mouse. That was a good old day. But then crap would get caught in the ball. Just like the old days of the, the actual mouse that had the ball on. Yes, the yeah. You'd have to clean them out. Yeah. This is like going back to the vinyl stuff. You'd have yeah. to take the ball out. You'd have to scratch off all the bloody pocket lint or whatever mm. the hell the fluff was down there. <laughs> put the ball back in, and then it'd be running again freely. You know what? The mouse is. Been one of those bits of technology that just keeps giving and giving. It's still a vital part of what we do. It is, isn't it? Like since day one of the personal mate, computer, the mouse has existed. You can give me as many touch screens, yeah. as many stylus pencil things yeah, as you pencils, want. Please. I still need the mouse. You still need a mouse. Still need a mouse. Yeah. Who invented it? Mr. Mouse. Mr. Mouse. I actually think it was um, someone like Xerox. Yeah, right, okay. They were working on something and then. Wouldn't that have been revolutionary? Then I think Steve Jobs yeah. took a bit of the idea. Oh. He's done that before, hasn't he? I don't know. I don't know. I bagged the man. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. EFTM. You're listening to the EFTM podcast. EFTM. Trev, I know you go to the dry cleaners a lot because you need to appear on TV and you have suits and all that sort of stuff and you need to look presentable. Mm. I 
sometimes appear on TV, but uh, more often than not, my wife is on TV more than me, probably because she's a TV reporter. Now, look, <laughs> given her hours, she doesn't get a chance to go to the dry cleaners all that often. So I do the drop-off. And she has a wardrobe allowance because she has to appear on TV, so she's got lots of different dresses. So I go to the laundry uh, laundromat regularly for her, the dry cleaners. It's a mystery to me how they operate. The, the one I go to is a drive-thru, so I, I, I pull up to the window and I hand over the clothes and he counts them and, you know, he gives me a docket. But I always ponder and look through the window and have a bit of a, you know, peekaboo. It's a, I don't know what happens in there. It's such a mystery. I so, don't understand the concept of dry cleaning. No, because, neither do I because I am pretty confident they're just washing my shirts. Well. <laughs> I just want them ironed, to be honest. I went just there. Want I went there with probably 10 garments and he handed two back and said, we can't do these. They need to be gentle machine washed. And I want, I thought. Have you got a machine back I don't there? understand how I can be gentle machine washed but not dry cleaned. Now, dry cleaned to me, as far as I understand, is all they do is spray some sort of substance on it. It's not going into a machine really? and going, you know, through some sort of cycle. It's literally dry cleaning. I, don't, I need people to contact me via Twitter on the EFTM Twitter account or via our Facebook page. I assume there was still a big machine they went into. There are machines in there, but I just don't get it. What are they doing? How does it work? How do they get the? How do they iron it so perfectly? Oh, I've seen them iron, and they've got those big press style big irons. They're very good. I want one of those. Uh, there's, see, lot, it's interesting there's so many different chemicals. So I'm... I'm just lazy, and I'm happy to admit it. I'm happy yeah. to be uh, admit I'm lazy, and I'm happy to pay. I, I took my I took fourteen the fifteen shirts yesterday. Thirty six yeah. bucks. I mean, yeah. I'm just happy to pay it. I, I really am, so that I can go and pick up fully ready to go shirts. Yeah. But it's interesting. My wife said to me that I says the lady in the area she's charging uh, thirty five bucks for ironing. Um, should we do that? I went. Yeah, I'm in yeah. because I don't need. The, I don't, I'm like you. I don't know what dry cleaning is, but oh. trust me, I'm just happy with washing. Because I know washing works, right? So I'm happy with washing. I just need someone to iron them for me. You just need someone to iron. And I look at the bloke, and he's doing the pressing back there, and I go, that's a, it's an impressive, quick mm. set of ironing thing you're doing. But you're right. Apart from the conveyor belt with the things on it, which I get, yeah. I don't understand any of what else goes back on there. Uh, yeah, look, I mean, they're taking out clothes and then putting it into a back room, and we don't know what they're doing with them. But full respect to them, though, when I take my clothes, I've got a basket. I've got a yeah. specific, this is Trev's dry cleaning basket. yeah, yeah. yeah. And I put it in the front seat, and then I get to the shops. If the kid's with me, I can hand them out. We count them. It's a bit of fun. Yeah. Uh, if it's just me yesterday, I dropped them everywhere. But yeah. I'm counting them. I take them because I don't take the basket with me. Yeah. I don't, this feels weird. Mm. So I just take an armful of clothes. Sure. But they smell like you know. Yeah, yeah. It smells like me. Yeah. Like and it's and it's they're clearly worn clothes. Yeah. You know. Can I tell what? you something? I was uh, at the London Olympic Games in 2012. Yeah. And. You know, it is such a big event and there's thousands and thousands of media there and they had a dry cleaning service there and in the media village. And I was standing in front of a very, very prominent television host, a female television host, and you had to count out your items. I mean, the, the bloke wanted to know how many items there were. She had to pull out her bra, her underwear, all in front of everyone. I was behind her. Uh, every piece of apparel she had was just laid out for all of us to see. <laughs> like, it's a bit awkward, isn't it? Well, that's what I was thinking this yesterday very, when I'm handing it over. Very high-profile person. I'm handing them over. And I've, I, I said there's uh, – there was a, the other thing I don't get is how do they do it? Because yeah. they just take all the clothes and then they just end up with tags on them. Oh, those bloody pink tags are staples. But how – like, how do they have the time to do that when there's so many know. people? Like, oh, do, they've just got so many baskets. So I, anyway, I put them straight into an empty basket. Yeah. I said, how many? I said, it's 14. Yeah. I said, I think. 
Yeah. And he goes, well, can I? Anyway, so he's pulling me. Oh, I can smell it. I'm going, is this, like, is this hard for you? They should, should they be wearing gloves? I don't know. Yeah. Like, he's a nice kid. He, he looks after me. At the, so I, this is my problem yeah. with not going now if my wife wants to do the ironing with someone else because yeah. I'll walk past because it's on the way to the shops. Yeah. I'll walk past and they'll just look at me going, you're not coming here anymore. <laughs> it's great. I don't even say my name. Yeah. He just remembers my name now. He types it in. Oh, that's the fantastic. Tap and go. Tap and go. It's like a proper tap. I say 14 shirts, tap, go, done. See, I don't pay until I pick up. No, always pay at the start. Really? Because then I just rock up anytime because I, I forget they're well, there. Well, mine's drive through so I don't have to get out of the car anyway. So. Drive through. It's drive through. It's great. Get back in the Mate, car? He just passes it through the window. <laughs> Mate, it's a bit awkward sometimes with a suit. Literally, I was just going to say, it's what? like a Macca's drive-through at Windsor, yeah, and I there's, a boom, up there's on a boom gate. And when he's finished, it opens, and you drive out the I back. Wanna, I want to hang him on the back on the coat hook. No, I don't care. Just chuck back. it on the bloody front seat. I don't give a rat. It's just been ironed. I don't want to get out. I don't want to get out. That just defeats the purpose. I don't want to go in the dry cleaners. Okay, Does your wife know that you just throw him on the front seat. Yeah, she's fine. No, the, I, I don't I, think she. I does. hook it up on the headrest, so it just sort of, sort of, just cascades over the front seat. That's what I do. Maybe she hasn't complained. It's worked. So, and she's been on TV. And watch Channel Ten News. If my wife looks like an arm, I bet it's my. <laughs> this may be a bit in, mm. but we get a lot of couriers. We get a lot of deliveries. Yes. And if I could make an appeal to any courier drivers that are listening, I've got some stories to tell. And I hope that they could educate you and help you make you a better person at your job, mm. but probably also help your headquarters understand because they make mistakes too. They do. I've had a lot of courier dramas over the years, a lot, mm. a lot of courier dramas, I just know. fun, silly things, whatever. Mm. But the absolute king of all courier dramas occurred just two weeks ago. Mm. We arranged for some new televisions for the office. We did. Multiple, because we, uh, we're <laughs> setting up setting yeah, up a, a wall of televisions mm. uh, for us to monitor the world. Yep. Um, security cameras, Foxtel, whatever we want. Yeah. And a large, and I mean large television yeah. um, that we do our video production yeah, for. Yeah, it's a big fuck up. Um, it, Isn't it, um, Angus? It's a wonderful TV from LG. It's a big fuck up, yeah. I, I've measured the space in my house and it, it would easily fit. I'm just letting you know that, Angus. Stop it. Anyway, what about this? And this is of no fault of the company that sent us the TV. Angus. Yep. It's 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 just an amazing, amazing situation that occurred that I, I'm still flabbergasted by. Now, mm. we are in a unit complex. Yeah. We are unit number 31. Yeah. Uh, I got a call mm. from uh, Storage King. Mm, good kids. G'day, mate. <laughs> Stor- Blake from Storage King here. Okay, mate. Yeah. Yes, mate, we just had some TVs delivered. Yeah. I went, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Because I'd been sitting in the office waiting all day. Yeah, yeah. Said some TVs of it. I went, "You what, mate?" Mm. He goes, "Yeah, they didn't know. They couldn't find you, so they mm. delivered them here." I went, oh, "Okay." They just dropped them. Thanks for tracking me down. He had to track me down, like look it up on the internet and everything. At least he bothered. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because he really could have pulled a rot there. So uh, the thing is, I still can't fathom it. No. So apparently, because mm. all of the documentation mm. on the televisions has our exact address. Mm. But I'm going to work on the assumption they were wrapped in black plastic and mm. someone scribbled with handwriting yeah. an address that was slightly wrong. It was number unit number 35 mm. in this complex, mm. of which there is. So they, yeah. the, according to the Storage King guy, yeah. the driver went to number 35 unit, yeah. unit number 35, and said, is Trevor Long here? They go, no, nah, don't know who you're talking about. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> and he went, okay. Yeah. And do you know what he did next? Yeah. He went to street number 25. <laughs> street number, not unit number, street number. Yep. And went, oh, it's a fucking storage facility. Yeah. He got there, yeah. uh, forklift, yeah. 
took the pallet off the truck and left them there. He used their forklift. Yeah, because he doesn't have a forklift. <laughs> and I know that because when the courier company rang me recently and said, yeah. have you got a, a forklift at your John? I went, no, mate, I don't. He no. Goes, he goes, why? I said, why? He goes, because we've got to deliver some TVs. I said, mate, I've already picked them up. <laughs> I took the Hyundai Ionic and picked up three of them and I organised for my brother-in-law who happens to have a van, a van yeah. to pick up the big motherfucker. The bigger, yeah. How does that happen? How does so the the bloke? I mean, don't you need a license to drive a forklift? Don't you need a signature to fucking sign off on these? How has he gone from thirty-one to thirty-five to twenty-five to a completely different unit and then Mate, to Storage King? Like what? Staggering. Like I know couriers are you know under pressure, under pressure. Tough and job. Every minute is money to them. That's spot so on. He's just gone. You Take know what? Take him back to the depot, champ. Yeah, but he's just got. You know what? Fuck it. I'm taking a punt. <laughs> I'm just taking a punt. He's gone. Fuck with it. I'm assuming ten grand worth of TVs. Yeah. <laughs> he's just gone. I'm assuming. Yeah. They'll be right here. Wow. I mean, if that's happening once, just here in an isolated, you know, case. Imagine what's happening across the broader the metropolitan area in Sydney part every of this day. Is, the best part of this is, and I know the people involved in the television company feel bad, but yeah. it's not your fault, not your folks. Fault. It's the courier company because the last time I had a monumental mm. was the same brand of television. Came <laughs> to my house, backed his truck up. A monumental. He goes, mate, I've got a, uh, got a delivery for you. It's yeah, here, mate, it's a, it's a sweet TV I'm reviewing. Yeah. He goes, oh, it's two. Yeah. Went, oh, okay, yeah. radio. Yeah. So open the garage door and he puts the two televisions yeah. in my garage. Yeah. I looked at them for some time and I thought, wow, this is, this is it. <laughs> Giddy up. I've arrived. Not only have they yeah. given me a TV to review, because that's yeah. the one that's, because you can tell the box has been opened yeah, a few yeah, times, yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. the one I'll yeah, It's been used. But they've given me one to keep. Yeah. That's really good. Mm. I'm excited. <laughs> I really wanted one of these TVs. <laughs> anyway, then I, I spent a bit more time thinking, yeah. fuck, they would have told me that. Like, yeah, they would have yeah. said, we're yeah. finally giving one of these yeah. TVs. Yeah. I've looked, the ad, there's a label on it. Oh, hang on a minute. And it's a TV yeah. that someone bought. Yep. And had delivered to their house, which was fucking a hundred blocks from mine, in the same suburb. You were sent someone's but nowhere near my house. Jeez. So I've rung the guy and gone, mate, this is going to be a really weird conversation. <laughs> Were you expecting a television to be delivered today? He goes, yes. I said, mate, my name's Trevor Long. I live in your suburb, and it's at my house. <laughs> and he's like, why? And I'm like, I can't explain. We don't that. know. <laughs> but, Did he come round to your house? Yeah, I said, mate. I can arrange, yeah. I can ring the company and we yeah. can, but yeah. my experience with yeah. ringing the company and having Don't bother. Things, it could take days. Yeah. And I, I, if, mate, I'm like you, yeah, yeah. you want your TV now, you yeah. better come and get it. Exactly. They brought his land cruiser yeah, around yeah. and we just threw it in the back of the car. Wow. <laughs> anyway, shout out to all our courier drivers. Yeah, they're good kids, aren't they? We Sometimes they even support, interrupt the podcast, as fuck, you've probably what are you noticed. Doing? Exactly. Just finally, Bodog. Yes. I need to talk about hairdressing, and I know this is going to be awkward for you because you self. Uh, I've had hair uh, since I was twenty-two, Trevor. It's been a long time. I'm over it. You know, don't. Need I to remember the it. day you lost it. Yeah, well, it didn't happen in one day. Yeah, it was. Right? No. We shaved it off. Bluey day. Well, yeah, but two thousand and two. They grew it back. No, nah, it didn't. From that day on, it went recovered. downhill. It did. You did spend it some did. money on some treatments too. Yeah, I did. That was stupid. Yeah, it was. Anyway, I go to a bloke called Cleaver. Who? He runs a joint called Marinos. Yeah. Cleaver. I just, I just wore Cleaver. I thought you did Cleaver. No. I walk in. Yeah. I wait maybe five minutes max. I sit mm. down. He cuts it. I give him 20 bucks. Yeah. I walk out. Yeah. Done deal. Yeah. My kids, when they get a haircut, are booked mm. into a hairdresser mm. and they have to see a certain hairdresser. Right. An individual. And I'm just like, why can't we just can I take mm. him to Cleaver? And then Amanda's like, nah, not yeah. happening. Uh, and But it's, it's like a certain guy. At the hairdresser. It's like yeah. the book with that person. Yeah. Anyway, 
my wife is the same. Yeah. Same hairdresser, sure. different person. Mm. Same hairdresser, salon. Same mm. salon, different mm. hairdresser. Anyway, I said her the other day, she comes home the other day and she's got some uh, hair dye. Mm. She's going to do it herself. Oh, she's going to do it yourself. Right. She goes, well, Laura's gone missing. I went, what are you talking oh, about? Oh, wow. I said, what do you mean missing? She goes, she's left. <laughs> There's drama. I said, well, where'd she go? She goes, can I fucking find out? <laughs> and she goes, and by the way, Christian's left as well. Oh, no. Which is the kid's hairdresser. Not Christian. They've both left the salon and we don't know where they are. Well, mate, this is important. That's like losing your local GP. Is it though? It is, because they, so. they know your hair. They know your hair. They know your style. How hard is it to say, mate, can you trim a couple of centimetres? No, off? they know. Everyone's different. Is Are they? You've got to have a family hairdresser. No, you don't. We don't. Does GC? Well, she gets her hair done at work. Oh, fucking raw. But Henry started yeah, it. I is actually about that too. Right. Yeah, well, just just, just your once hair. they said to me, you should go. Oh, that just feels wrong. Yeah, no. I don't even go to makeup anymore. Use it up. Oh, yes, so, so I feel pretty bad if I walk in and yeah. say, listen, I'm here an hour early. Can you give me a trip? Wow. I just that just feels wrong to me. Oh, I'd be doing. I'd be taking full advantage of the services of Channel Nine. If the Channel Nine hairdresser is yeah. listening, but the thing is, they'll give you something note. really. It'll be, they'll they'll yeah, give you a real trendy <laughs> sort of haircut. Yeah, yeah. They'll you'll do one look, of those shaved with, yeah. the, with you know how they shave yeah. a line. Yeah, they'll look like David Campbell. It'll be something. like <laughs> <laughs> I'd be very happy to look like that man has hair. <laughs> That'd be handy. Just yeah, they did. That man actually yeah. has hair. I'm not talking about a plastic surgeon. Yeah. Um, but are look, you serious? So okay, so you you can't, you can't chime in on this because no, I can because Henry we got his haircut on the weekend because. Yeah, with kids, and I'm sure you've been through this. It reaches a point where it just gets a bit out of control, and looking at him simply gives me the shits. <laughs> Don't you, do you know what I mean? Okay, like your, so ha- your hair looks like shit, Henry. We're gonna go get a hair. Jackson was a prefect yeah. for the last, for obviously the last yeah. year of primary school. Yeah. So he was always trim, prim, proper. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, we we were very strong about him looking respectable. Yeah. He had the shits with us big time because yeah. he wasn't allowed to wear the year six shirt. Yeah. More than once a week. Right. He had to wear uniform. Sure. And we were just like, mate, you're yeah. a fucking prefect. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Lift your game. Lift your game. So, mate, <laughs> the the last time he was due for a haircut was just mate, maybe a month out from the last mm. assembly. And mm. we didn't get any letters. He wasn't getting an award. So, yeah. we went, mate, just fucking let it go. Yeah. Anyway, it turns out he did get an award. Yeah. So, we were a bit panicked. But it still looked yeah. all right. Yeah. He hasn't had a haircut since. Yeah. Because he wants to grow it out. Oh. And I mean out. Like a surfy. Yeah. Wow. So right now, mate, you should see him, Jacko, because he's got this beautiful, it's really silky, thick, black thick hair, yeah. black hair, yeah, right? Yeah. And right now, it just hangs down here, right? Really? And he's constantly flicking his head. Oh, he wears a hat yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah. So I go, I get home the other night at about nine, yeah. and he goes to bed at eight thirty. He's never, he's not even in bed by yeah. nine. But anyway, yeah. I go in, say good night. Yeah. He's he's got a he's got a weird lamp on his bed yeah. on, and he's reading a book, and he's yeah. wearing a beanie. <laughs> and I go, dude, it's not even cold. What are you doing? He goes, I can't see. <laughs> He's wearing a fucking beanie to bed so he can oh, see. adolescence. But, mate, yeah. I just don't get the hairdresser thing. No. I don't see how my wife can't just rock up to another hairdresser and go, listen. It's trust. You're on trial here. Yeah. Fuck it up and I'm not coming back. Yeah, but that's the problem. If they do fuck it up, it's weeks and weeks oh, and weeks and weeks and weeks until restore. Oh, well, mate, women, they're different. <laughs> they, you know, they, they see it a different way. I'll tell you what, though, just one last thing. Yeah. We we got dudded the last time Henry had his hair cut out, out at Rouse. How so do you get dudded at a haircut? Well, we went to a barber, and it was a Sunday, and they charged just $30, like what? Sunday rate. So this time we went, fuck that. So we went, went to Just Cuts. And so we rock up, and we get straight in. I didn't even look at the price list. Sunday rates again, $25. He would have been in the seat for probably five minutes. This is a little toddler at Just Cuts. What? Ring Grant Denya. Grant Denya. Who used to do the just cut? It was is it Denya. It still him? is. It still yeah, is. Yeah. Well, you've got contact. All right. I'm straight onto it. I want a refund. At least five dollars. Maybe ten. 
Anyway, it's good. What do you think it should cost anyway. to get uh, Henry's haircut? Five? Five bucks! Yeah. So for some time, because Jacko had that really, it's just, it's weird. I was just I was just giving him a number four all over. He's giving, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, had a tr- I got trimmers. Yeah. I was just giving him the trim. Yeah. But I then suppose. we realised it, it, he just looked like a Lego man. Yeah. So the poor kid, you know, needed to get some style in his life. Yeah. So he looks, oh, I just don't know how it's going to go. Mum, His mum reckons he can have a man bun. I've said, you fucking oh, man. If he gets a man you bun. You get a man bun, yeah. you're fucking sleeping somewhere else. I'll leave the company. I don't want to be associated with a father <laughs> who allows his son to have a man bun. Well, let me be very clear. I'm not allowing it. Okay. But Amanda does. The directive from Trevor Long. Well, that's been the FTM podcast, Trevor. And uh, John Abood will be back in Some the point. future. Yep. Um, but the show always goes on, doesn't it? Well, let's be clear. It's about us, not him. <laughs> it's always about us. Thanks for your company, everyone. Bye-bye Goodbye for, for now. now. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM.